0: The Helipod with MJD is brought to you by our friends at Focus Search Partners. They build teams that grow companies. You can get exclusive access to an experienced team dedicated to helping you find accomplished C-level talent, versatile interim executives, or next generation leaders ready to scale your organization through each stage of your business's life cycle. With Focus Search Partners, you get the right leaders at the right time, which gives you a competitive advantage and speed to the market. Visit focussearchpartners.com slash helipod to discover a retained executive search firm focused on big picture growth, not just individual placements and a partner who's with you all the way through. And with that, it's time for NFL week 17. It's the helipod with MJD. And there he is, the man, the myth, the miracle, Maurice Jones-Drew, back from the COVID list. No pod last week. You were shut down over Christmas. Dude, how are you feeling?
1: I, I feel great, man. its It uh, seems like everything is going around. You know, when you're working around a lot of the players and you're in studio, you know, things happen and, you know, your boy got hit. I got put on the reserve list for a couple of days. It sucked, but... You got to do what you got to do, right, Dan?
0: Well, you're like everybody else in the NFL, right? 96 players placed on the COVID list on Monday, more than twice as many as any other day. And then Tuesday, the Colts put Carson Wentz on the COVID list. Bucks head coach Bruce Arians tested positive for COVID. While this is all going on, the NFL announces that they are following the new CDC guidelines, reducing the amount of time players who test positive have to quarantine. What does that mean? Well, it means... You go from 10 days to five days, even for unvaccinated players like Wentz. So if Wentz tested yesterday, it's possible that he could return for Sunday's game. If not, rookie Sam Ellinger will start that game. So
1: this is the thing, though. He has to test negative, right? Like he can still test positive. And I think that's the kicker. It's not about just quarantining and and being away and all that. You still got to get tested. And if you let's just say he does get tested and it's positive, then it becomes an issue. Right. So um, I know the league is trying to do their best with what's going on, um, but you still have to protect people in this situation. And, and as someone who kind of was caught in that NFL wave last week, it's, it's no joke, Dan. It is no joke, man, like how quickly this thing spreads and how fast it goes. Um, and to be honest, a lot of teams are losing games because of it, because of players. Um, but that's part of it. You knew that going in, and and so um, it's one of those things. The culture on the playoff hunt, and <clears throat> Carson Wentz is is down. So you 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 would hope that they would have had a better backup quarterback situation, but this is who they're going to have to ride with, and they rode with them before. So let's see if it works again
0: yeah it's uh, it's a team that we're going to be talking about more here in a minute because um, they were certainly one of those buzzworthy hot and button teams coming off their performance last weekend. In other quarterback news Jimmy G has a torn ligament and a chipped bone in his thumb. He hurt it and played through it against the Titans. Did that help that, him? Uh, it, it did not it did not help him. No, it did not help him at all. Um, but he hasn't been ruled out yet. Trey Lance could be in line to start in a must-win game against the Texans. Uh, Lance started one game, played about half of another, completed about 50% of his passes, two touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, and he ran for about 130 yards combined. Obviously, that's going to be his best weapon, I think, at this point in time is his feat. Um, what do you think?
1: Yeah, this is. Uh, um, I've always told you I've always been scared of the Niners because of their ability to run the football, right, and the way they're able to play defense – um, but after seeing what the Tennessee Titans did and it wasn't what they did defensively, it's what they did offensively and how they were able to attack those corners. That to me is scary, right? When you have one guy, literally Ryan Tannehill threw it to AJ Brown the whole time you watched that game, right?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, the whole time he threw, he threw him, he threw him the football. So that's the scary part. And there was no adjustments made. Um, so I I don't know how that's going to plan out, but Jimmy G is your best option at quarterback. You need to get him back and healthy as possible to be able to try to make this playoff run and go, and let's not sleep on the Houston Texans who broke their foot off in the Chargers this past weekend. Well, let me ask you this. You, you
0: saw the Sunday night game, right? With, uh, with Washington and the Cowboys, just the fact that they got absolutely punched in the face on the field. And then they had teammates punching each other in the face on the sideline. Yeah. What were your thoughts about that? how, we made a big deal of it.
1: I, Did I, you? You made a big deal of that?
0: I, I think you're that, soft.
1: That's soft. Really? On the sideline? How many? Times oh my have you god! Seen somebody that happens all the. Team? That happens all the time. On the side I've seen it. I've seen players and coaches go at it on the sideline.
0: So you think we're you think we're overblowing
1: that? Yeah, you're, I mean, look, there's cameras and you catch things. The funny thing is, when I was playing earlier in my career, I, I remember like it was yesterday. I've I've seen an O lineman and D lineman go at it on the same team. I've seen two O linemen go at it. I've seen receivers and quarterbacks go at it i've seen defensive players go at it like it happens and i think ron rivera answered it so eloquently was saying like look they're human right things boil over and this is not this is not um you know basketball this isn't baseball this isn't parcheesi or ping pong this is football it's a physical game and 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 saying that like physical things happen now they addressed it and they handled it and they went on about their day, but things flare up all the time. It happens. Like I, I knew everyone, when I saw it, I was like, Oh, everyone's going to blow this out. They're going to blow this up. Oh, this is such a horrible thing. Oh my God. Teammates are fighting, but at least he, you know what, what I do respect about that. And especially in today's world and what we deal with, I'd rather you tell me to the face. You have a problem with me. Tell me to my face. You have a problem with me than telling everyone else around me that you do. And then when I do talk to you about it, you say, oh, no, 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 I didn't do it. Or you write an email, right? That that to me is much worse than what we saw on Sunday, right? Those are two men, two grown grown-ups handling a situation the way they saw fit, right? First things first, don't you ever touch me in the head like that. Don't you ever put your two fingers and touch me in the head? That's the first thing, right? That's disrespectful. And then the second thing is, and I always tell people like, you got to be prepared. If you if you touch someone, you gotta be prepared to get hit. And he was prepared. He saw him slide his head to the left. He slid and missed it and slipped that jab or that overhand. Yeah, I you don't know, I don't saying? know if like, Deron,
0: I don't know if Deron slipped that straight right. I think uh it was it just nipped a little him. off target.
1: It nipped him. No, it nipped him. It caught you him right here on the cheek. <laughs> yeah, he was red. And you could tell he got hit because he was upset. He was fuming on the sidelines. But you know what's the crazy part about it is, Dan? After all that, they still went out there and played D-line together, we're right next to each other, didn't even trip. You we're, we're still worried about it. That's the that's the beautiful thing about football. You you're able to just really compartmentalize things and just digest them and get and let them go and then move on.
0: Yeah, I guess that probably is the least of their worries right now. It was just kind of pouring gasoline on the fire after just getting their asses kicked in Dallas. And it was but there was that nothing that just those two could do. The level of
1: dysfunction. There was nothing those two can do. That had nothing to do with it. You know what's wrong with you? Want to know what's wrong with your team, the mm-hmm. football team? They f- refused to draft a quarterback. Refused well, they drafted Dwayne to.
0: Haskins. Drafted and it didn't work Robert out. Griffin.
1: Draft, draft, draft another one. It didn't work out. Draft another one. Drafted Kirk Cousins. It, it didn't work out. Draft, well, Kirk worked out. Y'all just let him go. That's you alls fault.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. You should have kept
1: Kirk. Well,
0: speaking of speaking of quarterbacks, MJD, do you know the last time a non-quarterback won the MVP?
1: Yeah, I was, I was in the league around that time. I should have won in 2011 and 2011 and 2009 or 10. I was up for it. Maybe it was 10 and 11. I was up for it and didn't win it. Should have won it those years, but it happens. Well,
0: so 2012. Oh, I know. It was one of your counterparts. It was Adrian Peterson. The year he went for uh, over 2,000 yards. Prior to that, the last running back to win it was LT in 2006. That's when he had 28 touchdowns.
1: 31.
0: Uh, 28 rushing touchdowns, I believe. I don't yeah. know. I thought I saw 28. We'll have to double check.
1: It was that. 31 total because he threw a couple.
0: Oh, t- okay. You're counting his throwing touchdowns. Fair. I'm
1: counting everything. All right. As All right. they do for quarterbacks. Don't just count half my stats for running backs. All right. And wide receivers.
0: Field. Always trying to level the playing field. But here's it. the deal, dude. The odds this year, of course, have a quarterback atop the list. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. The odds minus 175. So he's he's the odds on favorite. Jonathan Taylor is right behind him, but not right behind him. He's at plus 600. So what that means to our folks that don't bet is if, if you bet $100 on Jonathan Taylor to win the MVP, you're going to win 600. Tom Brady, plus 750. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are at plus 1,200. And then Cooper Cup and Dak Prescott at, at plus 1,800. So here's what I ask you as a Rams color analyst who sees this team all the time. Mm-hmm. Why Why not Cooper Cup this year? No wide receiver has ever won the award. He has 132 catches for, 1734 yards and 14 touchdowns. He's 17 catches short of Michael Thomas's record for most receptions in a season. Now with the extra game, it gives him maybe an unfair advantage, definitely an unfair advantage. And he's 230 yards shy. Of Calvin Johnson's record for receiving yards in a season of one thousand nine hundred and forty six, is there a player who is more important to their team than Cooper Cup right now?
1: Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. We I saw mean, it.
0: I, yeah, but like I like, just we, we
1: saw that. Let's let's, let's just be honest. Let's, no, I, I get we it. We saw it. It I, didn't I guess work I have out. To
0: say non-quarterback, but let's just make this a quarterback
1: well, award then. That, that, that's what it is, Dan. Like, look, you can take this is the thing you can take Cooper cup and the Rams, they they're going to not be as good, but they still have Odell Beckham jr. They still have Sony Michelle. They have a really good defense. They may not score as many points, but they're able to go. I mean, they're really, it's a quarterback award. And, and I was, it, it took me to like a couple of days ago to really realize what it was. Cause I was still feeling about my times when I'm rushing, leading the league and rushing, we're seeing nine, eight, 10 man boxes. Right. But, it was it just they didn't, you know, they didn't see it as such. And, and I understand because who touches the ball most?
0: Well, the quarterback,
1: of course. Okay. And if your quarterback isn't playing well, nine out of ten times you lose. Right? There's every that very seldom game where he doesn't play well in your defense, wins you the game. Right? But we saw what the Packers looked like without Aaron Rodgers. We saw what the future was for the Packers. Right? Was it good?
0: No, Jordan Love did not play well against Kansas City.
1: Okay. Well, that's all I need to hear. But we see Aaron Rodgers now with them same old weapons that they still – he's had to fight and claw and scratch to get better weapons, and they still don't give them to him. And yet he's still dominating people left and right, left and right. And, I mean, they're the number one team in football right now, right? Yeah, They got the best record in football. They're the number one team in football. And to be to quite frank with you, I, I if you pull him out, no matter how good Devontae Adams is or Jonathan Taylor or any of these other guys, they touch the ball. So it should it's just a quarterback award. Now, the offensive player of the year award is gonna be a tough one because you're gonna have Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor there, you're gonna have other quarterbacks that are gonna be in the mix of it. But like right now, to be honest, I and I, I'm gonna say this and it's gonna sound crazy, but the way the Bucks looked without all those weapons around, that's why Tom Brady's lost in that MVP race. When they lost to the Saints, the way they looked when they played the Saints, because we you know were a couple of weeks ago. They looked horrendous without Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Leonard Fournette. He had no one. He went back to looking like the Patriots of 2020, right? When, when they didn't have anybody and they went to the playoffs and the Titans ran all through them. The same way Ryan Tannehill looks without uh aj brown and julio jones average right but the one thing about aaron Rodgers, you can say it doesn't matter who's out there Devonte adams will got to be out there aaron jones it doesn't matter who's out there he finds a way to win and that team looks the same and that to me is the most valuable player um cooper cup i want him to win but he's too dependent on what what is he, what is he dependent on Wide
0: receivers always dependent on a quarterback? I just so, just, so, Hey,
1: so look, that takes you out of the MVP race. Cause if you have a horrible quarterback, what is it? What's Terry McLaurin looking like right now? How's he been doing?
0: Not, not good, man. Not good. Well, I, I get it. I just, I wouldn't, if let's just say hypothetically Cooper cup gets 2000 yards, 2000 yeah. yards. Nobody's done it. And he doesn't win the MVP. The first receiver in NFL history
1: with 2000 yards. Because they're not gonna, but, but this the, the league doesn't care about that. Derek Henry rushed for two thousand yards last year. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He rushed for two thousand yards last year. Who they give the who they give the award to last year?
0: I don't even remember. Who was it, it was it
1: Tom? Time. I think it was Tom. Did Tom win the
0: MVP last was, was year? It, I think Tom <laughs> that's won. My it last brain. Year. I, I I can't remember two weeks ago.
1: No, but that's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't matter. You can break have all these milestones. Like to be honest, if Derrick Henry was in it right now, he should be winning the MVP. Because if he was playing right now, he'd have probably twenty five hundred yards rushing.
0: Aaron Rodgers was the MVP last. Okay,
1: year. Aaron Rodgers. Excuse me. So Aaron Rodgers is going to win back to back. Yep. Well, I don't have a
0: problem. I don't have a problem with Aaron Rodgers winning it. I really don't. I think he's been phenomenal. We I have don't a problem
1: to... with any other quarterback winning it though, because they haven't been playing well.
0: The crazy thing about Aaron Rodgers is, uh, in their game, they threw up a stat board comparing his numbers to Brett Favre.
1: Did you see that? Hey, listen to me. Let me tell you something about Aaron Rodgers. i to tell. I want the people to hear this story. I played Aaron Rodgers in college twice. No, yeah, once or twice. I think twice. We played him twice. Um, it was the last year that I played him was his junior year before he leaves. I saw Aaron Rodgers carve up USC. And no disrespect to these guys because they're really they were really good college players, but they're bankers and, and selling insurance now and doing other stuff. Okay. You're not even looking at me when I'm telling you this.
0: No, I'm writing this down because I think this is going to be a really good quote. So I'm, I want to. No, I'm just saying
1: like he made chicken salad without no, no lettuce. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how good he was when he got to Green Bay and he had all those weapons with James Jones and Jordy Nelson and Donald Driver and Ra- Randall Cobb. He was, it was unbelievable. And somehow I, and I, it, it baffles me. Because we're going to talk about it later, but it baffles me how you have quarterbacks and you don't want to build around them. You want to build a defense. You have the greatest quarterback, arguably the greatest quarterback to play the game of football, talent-wise, in Aaron Rodgers. And you're like, well, we're just going to give you some undrafted guys and a second round pick to make this work. Like, come on. Like, how does that, how do you think like that? That's what I that's what I'm trying to understand. How do you think like that? How do you not try to put other weapons around him? Cause you're it, so
0: used to him putting on his Superman cape and carrying the offense. You feel like, Hey, you know, we don't, we don't need to spend a first round draft pick on a wide receiver.
1: And that, and, and listen, and let me tell you something. And th- and that, and that is why a lot of these people don't deserve to be GMs. That is why a lot of these people don't deserve to run teams. Because when you have a guy like that, Green Bay has had 40 years, 40 years of great quarterback play. You know how many Super Bowls they have to, to offer that, of that, two. of those 40? Say it again. Two. Exactly. How does that happen? Yeah. Who, who does that fall on?
0: Yeah, you're right. With those two guys. I mean, it is. It actually, you know what? It's it's pretty close to 40. You're right. It is about 35, 36 years between. It was 37. Harvard and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's that's staggering. We talked about the buzzworthy teams earlier, and the Bills certainly one of those. And you listen, they have a guy who we talked about. Um, being in the MVP race for a good portion of the year and Josh Allen and he put up an MVP type performance against the Patriots just a few weeks after they lost to the Patriots in that crazy weather game um, Allen looked f- phenomenal I mean just phenomenal and he also was their leading rusher with 64 yards he was without two of his top receivers and Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis Isaiah McKenzie stepped up listen I know they're not world beaters MJD but they're two of
1: their top. He still three. had Emmanuel Sanders, who's a really good wide receiver, and, and Step Diggs.
0: Yeah, of course. I'm just saying, when you have two of your top four receivers and you perform like he performed, that adds a little extra sprinkle on top to that. I mean,
1: I think that's what you guys want to do, and I, and listen, I'm not gonna let me not take away what he did because what he did was really good, but I think sometimes we we want him to do so well, we want Josh Allen to be the Josh Allen the last year that we, we put all this extra on it. Oh, he didn't have Cole Beasley. Oh, he didn't have this. Oh, he didn't have that. That, Okay. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have that all the time. Like that. Okay. (laughs) Like, what are you talking? Like, I can't, I, I don't, and it's not hate. This is not hate. It's just, I put everyone on the same playing field, right? If you're making a quarter of a billion dollars, you are now in the consideration of Tom Brady. Who's won super bowls with a lot of guys. We can't mention name. Right. Right. And Aaron Rodgers. That's what you become. You you're 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 getting paid to put on that performance consistently. Has he played like this consistently throughout the year?
0: Uh, not every game.
1: No, that means he, no. He he hit he a has little no. bit of a
0: rut for a while?
1: No, it's been up and down all year. He's been up and down all year. And that, and it's okay. He was he had an up game against the Patriots, which you should have expected because of the way Sean McDermott spoke after that game, right? You knew that game was about getting get back. Oh, after sure. the the Bills beat the Chiefs, Early in this season, they were they were going this way. They were they're slanting down. They weren't trending up, they were trending down. And so they finally got back on track. But I mean, what their are nine and six right now? Yeah. Like, is that the is that what you expect the Buffalo Bills to be this year?
0: No, but if they went out, which they will, uh, because you shouldn't expect, expect them to
1: be eleven and six.
0: Eleven and six is nothing to scoff at. Listen, did I think they could be a 13 14 win team this year? Absolutely. Have they hit a couple of roadblocks? Absolutely. Have the Bucks hit a couple of roadblocks as well? Yes, they
1: have. I mean, there there's no perfect team. The there's Bucks no road Listen, the, the Bucks roadblock is one team. The Saints. That's it. Everyone else the Bucks can beat. Like, I, don't give me that's not a that is just an issue you have with one team. The Bills losing to the Jaguars was an issue. The Bills losing at home uh, to the Colts, the way the Colts beat them, the Bills losing at home, to the, the Patriots, the way the Patriots beat them, those are issues. Th- those, are, those aren't those are things that are working, right? And, and I'm not... What I'm saying is, I think Josh Allen's a really good quarterback, but I also think that he has... He struggles with certain things. I just named two teams that, that do different things, right? right? The Colts, what do they do? They play strong defense, cover two. They force you to throw into tight windows. The Patriots in that, in that win game and the reason that they brought Josh out there was because he could throw the ball in the wind in those windy games. And then that – I'll that one. The Jaguars, for example, what happened there, right? And there's – I don't know the other games that they've lost, but there's a bunch of other games that you could look at and be like, why? Why does this happen? How did this happen? Oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one.
0: They lost in week one to the Steelers. They lost to the Titans by three. The that was Jags, a good game, though. The Colts, the Patriots, and the Bucks.
1: Those, oh. those are some, and I mean, they've been in most of those games. Don't get me wrong, but the, the, Jags ones, it hurts me. The Steelers one makes me think like, what was that?
0: Yeah. That's week one though, too. Right? Like it's different every, I mean, you know, better than anybody.
1: I, but the good teams, the, the really good teams, Dan, and don't give me, look, the, 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 the Packers lost in week one. That happens. The bucks are a really good team and they've lost some games, but they've played really well throughout the whole season.
0: So let me ask you this if because the Colts in the AFC were the other team that had everybody buzzing. Uh, I mean, they're missing it. They were missing a ton of guys by the end of the first half. They were without four of their five starting offensive linemen, their starting tight end, and a third of their starting defense. And they beat Arizona on the road, which may sound better than it is right now because. Arizona hasn't won at home in like two months.
1: What, so what did I tell you about Arizona before we get to the Colts? What did I tell you about Arizona? I don't remember. You don't know, remember. You were like, Oh my God, Arizona is the best team. I'm like, they always start fast, but when it comes to finishing.
0: Well, they faded last year too. But I, I thought that they I faded the that, year before that too. I put that on Kyler last year, you know, not being hundred percent healthy. I, I don't know what
1: I blame it on this year. You know, you know what it is. Let me t- you want me to tell you what it is, Dan, for Please. our people. If you look at the teams that are winning right now, what what do you see them and what do do they have in common?
0: They play defense and they run the ball, but I'll tell you this. They can also throw the ball
1: when they need to. Exactly. The, The Cardinals play defense. They're decent defense. They're solid. They do a really good job. Ben Joseph has those guys flying around. They're playing well. They can't run the ball unless it's with Kyler. And Kyler is struggling right now throwing from the pocket. That's just what it is. And that's what it's been for the last three years. If you force him to sit in that pocket and have to throw the ball on these goes, throws the ball out of bounds, he sells the ball. But if you let him scramble around and do all those other things, he's going to make some magnificent plays. That's what he is. He's going to he's going to improvise and make plays. But like I tell people like this, and I told the Jaguars this um, when they drafted Blake Bortles, and and I love I thought Blake did the best that he could in that in those situations. Improvisers don't win games. They don't win championships. They may win games, but they don't win championships. You know why? Because in the National Football League, you got to be able to win from the pocket. You got to be able to throw on time. You got to be able to get, get out of your progression, get out of your reads and put the ball where it needs to be anticipate throws and have timing. If you're an improviser, all that goes out the window because you start improvising again. Who did I tell you was doing that early in the year that was struggling? You were like, Oh my God, you're, you're You're, you're not, you're not, you don't know what you're talking about. Who was doing that?
0: Wasn't, it wasn't Aaron Rodgers. I don't remember who it was.
1: Patrick Mahomes. When the Chiefs were struggling. Mahomes was doing it for a while.
0: I mean, he, and, they had that
1: four- but, or five-game rut. But what are they doing now? What is he doing now, Dan?
0: He is. He's playing within the system. He's he's taking his time. He's throwing it away when he needs to. He's that's all you have to do. to do. That's
1: all you yeah. have to do. And well, guess what? It works out. And so going back to the Colts, the Colts in this situation, I think they're a team that's scary because even though Carson Wentz may be out this week, he might not, I don't know, he can get hot. And those are the teams that are most scary. They're like the giants, the, uh, the giants in the 2000s, right? When they won those two Super Bowls, they were horrible during the regular season. They got hot in December, just the same way the Colts did. And Eli all of a sudden turned it on, and he, was, he could beat everybody. And that's what you're seeing with Carson Wentz. You know, have you watched the hard knocks at all? The in-season hard knocks with the Colts? A little bit, not a lot.
0: Okay, so I think it drops on Wednesday. This is Tuesday when we're taping the pod. I watched the last episode and it was the game. They played the Patriots and he threw an interception late in the game. Carson Wentz and he came to the sideline and he's mic'd up and Reich's mic'd up. And he's said, like, coach, coach, the interceptions on me. He goes, I, I'm okay. I'm okay. And Reich's like, I know let's move on. It's just a weird, to me, it was a weird interaction Wentz has this different type of confidence that almost isn't as confident as you would expect an NFL starting quarterback to be. I know everybody has different personalities, MJD, but like nine times out of 10, the quarterback's the alpha and Wentz doesn't seem like the alpha to me.
1: Dan, that is called trauma. That is called past trauma that shows up. Right. What was he doing in Philly that got him out of Philly?
0: He, he had all kinds of issues in Philly.
1: No, it was one issue that he had. He threw horrible interceptions.
0: Yeah, but he also lost respect in the locker room. He was
1: but, but, always looking over but, his shoulder at Nick but Foles. Again, but listen, this is the thing. <clears throat> you talk about confidence, right? It's hard to have confidence when you're the starting quarterback and then there's a statue of your backup quarterback <laughs> and the head coach holding the Super Bowl trophy. It That's hard crazy. to be confident in. Yeah, It's hard to be confident when you make a mistake and everyone's looking around like, man, we might as well put Nick Foles in. It's hard to be confident that that is a very thin line that the Eagles are playing with. And then when they finally traded or let Nick Foles go, he went to Jacksonville and they were like, oh, Carson Wentz can be the guy. And then you draft Jalen Hurts in the second round. It's hard to be confident in that. And so what Frank Reich is doing right now, he's a therapist. He's being he's not only you're a coach, you're a therapist right now, because when he makes those mistakes and he's used to people looking at him and pointing at him, Frank has to be like, no, it's okay." But you have to really work with him on that because his psyche is messed up. Because he's so used to making mistakes and then what? Looking over his shoulder and people whispering and the locker room split and all this other stuff that we were hearing come out of Philly. You have to now nurture him back to being that guy he was when he was the MVP. So Frank Wright understands what he's doing. And that's what you saw. It's not that he's not confident. It's that there's certain things, triggers is the word they use in therapy, that trigger that past trauma that he's used to looking around for someone to say, oh, there he is being Carson Wentz again. And guess what? Frank Reich saying, it's okay. We're just going to run the ball the rest of the game. You Don't don't worry about it. I know you got it, but we're going to run the ball the rest of the game, and we'll talk about it later. And that's why they won, and they did an awesome job doing that.
0: Well, and they can really run on anybody. I mean, in that Patriots game, 226 yards against the Bills, 264. They're the fifth seed right now with the Raiders and the Jags coming up, Uh, and they could go into the playoffs. They should go into the playoffs having won 10 of their last 12 games. So it sounds to me like you're more confident in the Colts than you are the Bills right now, which is really surprising to me.
1: Oh, no. Why would it be? Did you see the way the Colts smashed the Bills? You think the Colts – you think the Bills want to play the Colts and and Jonathan Taylor in November in Buffalo? Come on. Come on, Dan.
0: Do you think they'll run roughshod over that Bills defense again?
1: Again. Again. And this, just, other thing. Let me just, this other thing, I'm going to go back to this therapy thing because I because I, I, I know y'all like to clip off stuff and post it all over social media. Um, so when people listen, I want to hear this. That happens for everybody. If a receiver drops a pass, what, the, what does a coach normally do if he drops a pass, like if you're the guy? Like let's say Cooper Cup drops a pass on third down. What does McVay normally do? You're good. You go you right back to back. him. You, yeah. go, you throw him the ball right again. Here, catch it, right? A running back, if he fumbles. If you're the guy, I fumbled multiple times. And they'd be like, oh, here, you already know what the first play is. We're going to get him the ball, let him go, get a carry, get it out of his system. You got to do that. Football is – when they say football is – and, I and, and you know, I just – I'm getting all these text messages saying that John Madden just passed away today and is a guy that I knew really well. Um, but he had said football was 90% mental and 10% physical. And it's true because you're a head case out there. You've been walking on eggshells all week. You finally get your opportunity. You drop the ball. Right, or you don't do your best, or you miss a block, or you don't do something. The coach, coaching, is more making sure that your player is in the right mindset and ready to go and make plays, and and being able to bounce back than anything. And that's what I think makes some of the the best coaches the best coaches. Right, is that you're able to re- coach and relate to all the players in, in whatever situation it may be in. And so Frank Wright is doing a great job of understanding the past of Carson Wentz. He's doing a great job of understanding the future of Carson Wentz and the presence of Carson Wentz. And he's making sure that none of those meet each other.
0: I think that's interesting. You're right. I think it, it absolutely is trauma from his Philadelphia years. And that's always been his instant reaction. And the fact that Reich was there, he saw that now Reich left before it got really bad, but he's also seen Carson Wentz at his best. And uh, Wentz has certainly been better this year, although he does make some boneheaded plays every now and then. Uh, yeah, you're right, man. I just pulled up Twitter. Uh, it looks like John Madden has, uh, has passed away. And I, I say that after I had a great battle with my son last night on uh, Madden 22. And it's, I mean, one of the greats. I'm one of the greats yeah. um, in, what, three phases as a, as a, as a coach, as a broadcaster, and he'll probably be known best for the video game, which is just kind of bananas when you think about it. As good as he was at those other two things, and he was one of a kind as a as a broadcaster. One of a
1: well, kind. The, the, this is the thing. There, there's certain pioneers in every sport. Whether it's Naismith who created basketball, and obviously Lombardi with football, and um, you know some of the great coaches. But to get the recognition out the way John Madden was uh, able to describe the game, the way he was able to take the game and put it into a video game for kids to learn, which is how I learned how to play football, right? I learned how to play football because of Madden. Um, It's, he deserves way more credit than he gets, right? The league has grown to tremendous heights in value um, and recognition worldwide because partly because of his video game, right? Partly because of the game, he started in the '90s about helping people learn. Actually, putting real plays in a video game for people to run, and you see those plays ran on Sunday. Um, and for me, it's obviously a personal story, but I remember I was in high school. He was a na- he was a neighbor of one of the, my classmates, and uh, I remember I used to cut his grass on the weekend sometimes. And it, what the crazy part is, is in 2007 we played on a uh, might have been Sunday night. It was I think it was Sunday night. We played the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he did the broadcast and he talked about it on air, which was crazy. He was like, you know, I knew this dude growing up, like, you know, it's rare that you, you get an opportunity to see those things. Um, The neighborhood I live in is partly because he lived here. My, my youngest son is named Madden for a reason. Right. And it shows you uh, the impact that he's had on a lot of people and me, especially you named Madden after John Madden. Yeah. My wife wanted to name him Maddox. And I was like, babe, he going to get beat up a little bit if that happens. So Greg Maddox was a great pitcher. He could have been Maddox. Yeah, that's his last name. That's all right. People call him Greg. They don't call him Maddox. <laughs> so we turned it to Madden. He's, and he's, he's a Madden, for real. So you used to cut John Madden's grass? I did. I did a, a couple times in the summer, yeah. His wife was awesome. Was it a huge yard? No, it wasn't that big yard. It was just something to give high school kids to do back in the day.
0: Did you feel like you had to put a little extra care and love into that lawn because it was
1: John Madden? No, I was just getting my money and going. I needed that summer money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I needed to hit these streets back then.
0: Believe me, I know exactly what you're saying. Let's take a quick break, and then we're going to do some uh, some game picks, MJD. I want right. to tell you about our good friends at Viore clothes that give you a new perspective on performance apparel obviously everything from viore is made to move in and to sweat in and you're going to look good while you're doing it but you can wear them everywhere it's great for the plane it's great for the zoom calls at home It's great for running around town. You've heard me talk about him for the last couple of years on the Helipod. I wear Viore gear all over the place. Whether it's the Peloton, whether you're hooping or working out, yoga, or you're just hopping around town, Viore has everything you need. And we're going to give you 20% off today. All you have to do... Is go to vioriclothing.com. That's V U O R I clothing.com slash helipod. V U O R I clothing.com slash helipod. And how about our amigos and amigas at Greens Plus, a leader since 1989, known for creating the first ever blended green superfood powder and the first company to infuse those green superfoods into a bar? The bars and powders taste really good. They all don't. Not all companies have bars that taste good, but these do. It's a perfect way to improve your immunity, detox your body, boost your energy, and get that nutritional insurance that your body needs from organic, gluten-free, premium green superfoods. You can get it at Whole Foods, on Amazon, or if you're smart and you want to save some coin, go to greensplus.com, use the promo code Helly. that's H-E-L-L-I-E, and you're getting 20 Percent off today. All right, here we go back with MJD. Time for some game picks. Right. Uh, no, no picks last week because uh, because you're out with COVID. No pod last week. That I'm so glad you're back and looking good and feeling. Thank you, good.
1: thank you. I feel great.
0: And it is uh, with great regret and great pleasure all at the same time that I tell you that uh, for the first time this season I went six and zero. Really? Yes, I did. You, my friend, went four and two.
1: Oh, that and happens.
0: If you remember, we were in a dead heat going into week fifteen. So I am now up forty nine and thirty five on the season. Oh, you are no. forty seven and thirty. Did you?
1: Who did I lose with?
0: I knew you were going to ask me that. You know what? I'm going to pull it up right now because I knew you were going to ask me that. Let's go to recent documents on Word. Bam, week fifteen. Um, there were I I. I had a couple that I was reaching on and it just kind of turned out. So let's go to, let's go to these picks from week 15 MJD. So um, I picked the Colts over new England.
1: Okay. Yeah. I picked it new England
0: and uh, I picked the Raiders over the Browns and you picked And I
1: took the Browns. Yes.
0: Yeah. Which is hard to believe considering how much you hate Baker Mayfield.
1: Um, You saw how close the game was. Baker wasn't playing. You saw how close it was. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Nick Mullins at the game You're close. Right.
0: You're right. Um, okay, game picks this week. Chiefs, uh, they are a five-point favorite in Cincinnati, over mm. under right around 50, 49 and a half last I checked. Uh, Chiefs can clinch a number one seed with a win and a Titans loss. The Bengals clinch the AFC North with a win. Uh, Chiefs won eight in a row now. Bengals, I I, listen. I think the there was a tremendous performance, five hundred and twenty-five yards by Joe Burrow last week. I I think they're close, but they're not quite there. You talk about bad losses; they lost to the Jets. They also lost to the Bears, a team they should have beaten. I think they're still looking for that consistency. You know, I'm going KC here to cover, not by a lot, uh, thirty to twenty-four.
1: Yeah, I like KC in this one too. I just think they're playing so well defensively. Um, creating turnovers, uh, beating the teams the way you're supposed to. The way they handled the Pittsburgh Steelers was was amazing, right? They, they, they like, really stuck it to them.
0: They
1: did. Um, I think they're they're I think they're starting to peak at the right time. And then, obviously, offensively, they're doing – they're going to get Kelsey back. They'll get guys back, and they'll get guys going. Uh, it just is going to be too much for Cincinnati. But I do like Cincinnati to win the North. I just think it's too much right now uh, for them.
0: All right, Dolphins seven and seven at the Titans, 10 and five. It is a Jekyll and Hyde uh, team, are the Miami Dolphins this year. After a one and seven start, they now control their own destiny. Win their last two and they're in. They're the only team in NFL history with a seven game losing streak and a seven game winning streak in the same season. They're playing really good football right now, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They've been much more consistent on offense. You know, the Titans just, I feel like the Titans are treading water. They're just waiting for Derrick Henry to get back in the postseason, but they have been injected with Red Bull and it's AJ Brown flavored Red Bull because he makes that offense completely different when he's on the field, Julio Jones, being out there helps a little bit, but Julio Jones really hasn't done anything the entire season. You saw what AJ Brown did. He makes Ryan Tannehill, a better quarterback. He opens up the run game. I, I think that the dolphins defense has been good. The offense not good enough to deal with this Tennessee defense. That being said, they got a couple of important players. Danico Autry and Jayon Brown put on the COVID list. Um, they have a bunch of other guys who are on there. I think with the 10-day to now 5-day, a lot of these Titans players are going to be able to come back. Uh, I'm going Titans here 24-17. Um, I think they get it done in Nashville on the home turf.
1: Yeah, I like the Titans in this one too, and I like them because I don't like the Miami Dolphins offense. I don't like the way, what they're doing. I don't trust. I believe in one player on that offense, too. I believe in their tight end, Gaseki and their their rookie wide receiver, Jalen Waddell. I'm nervous about how they're calling plays for Tua after watching that Monday night game against the Saints. Um, it was too hard for him to move the ball up and down the field. And the Titans defense is much more physical than the Saints defense. Um, and so for me, uh, Jeffrey Simmons has been doing an awesome job, I thought. The, the defense in general, Variable's done a great job of fixing that defense. And as good as that offense is with the zero blitz and or the defense for the Dolphins with the zero blitz, you can't do that if you have A.J. Brown because one guy misses and he's going to take it to the house. So uh, I like the Titans in this one as well.
0: Do you think if you are Miami that you're good with Tua or do you still pursue Deshaun Watson assuming all the legal troubles are taken care of?
1: So I I I I'll, I'll say this. I I if you're in this thing to win a championship, you go get Deshaun Watson. Period. We've seen players with legal trouble. Um I don't condone what that trouble was. Uh, but we know in the National Football League it's about winning. He's a much better quarterback than Tua. Um I I still believe they go out and I still believe they go out and try to get him this offseason. To be honest with you. Um I thought they had a, they pretty much had a deal done this year.
0: They did. I just wonder if if the way they've played, winning seven in a row, two has shown improvement. You know, he he, still but hasn't he hasn't though. Kind of he
1: hasn't really shown improvement though, Dan. He's the same guy he was. The defense has just been lights out. That's the, the, the only. You know what the difference is? The defense. Two has been playing the exact same from week one until now. The difference was the defense was giving up everything against the Jaguars. They didn't have Xavier and Howard. Or uh, is Xavier Howard and Byron Jones? They didn't have him, so they were playing with that rookie that they don't want to play, that they drafted in the first round. They don't want to play him. He was out there. I mean, they were playing with a lot of guys that they didn't want to play. Now everyone's back healthy. They're just playing better defensively. And that game on Monday night, you know what it did? It showed you why they were winning games.
0: Right. right. Are no, you the kidding? Defense, the the defense.
1: defense scored almost more than the offense. They were, they were leading. The, this, the Miami Dolphins defense was leading the scoring at halftime.
0: <laughs> it is it is pretty crazy. Um let's go uh let's go Raiders Colts. And of course, this is dependent on Carson Wentz being available. Um they were favored by seven. Who are you
1: taking? Don't give me all this it depends you know on what? Carson Wentz. I'm
0: taking I'm I'm taking the Colts. If I think okay. Carson's gonna be back, I'm taking the Colts. Um I think the Raiders are a feel good story. I, I, I would love to see the Raiders win, but uh, as long as Wentz is healthy, I'm taking the Colts to win by six.
1: It had nothing to do with Carson Wentz. And you know nothing? That. This has zero to do with him, them winning. They win in spite of him sometimes. Or, yeah, in spite of him, right? Yeah.
0: You were just singing
1: his praises earlier. I was, but the last couple of weeks ain't because Carson Wentz has been playing really well.
0: Well, I think it helps to have a guy like Carson Wentz as opposed to a rookie and Sam
1: Ellinger. They are going to run the ball, and they're going to play great defense. And if it's really about – it's not about Carson Wentz. It's about if Quentin Nelson is back. If Quentin Nelson is back, they're going to win this game. If that offensive line is intact somewhat, they're going to win this game. Now, I know their center is dealing with some family issues, and he has to take care of that. Um, and so, you know, you hope all's well on that front for him. If he's not back, understandably so. Um, but their, their backup has done well in, in that regard, but Quentin Nelson is the key to all this. If Quentin Nelson is back, give me the Colts and I want the Colts and, and cause they go, I don't know if you're gonna be able to stop that running game with them dudes. And they'll guess what the last time they played the Colts, the last time the Colts played, uh, the Raiders, guess who broke out on a crazy run? A couple of them. Jonathan Taylor following Quentin Nelson up the hole. It's just too much for me.
0: Yeah. They're going to be getting a bunch of those linemen back, I believe. Um, All right. So we both have the Colts there. We haven't differed in a pick yet. Um, Gosh, man, I want so badly in this next one, the Rams traveling on the road to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Um, Gosh, I thought about this. Listen, the Rams are favored by three and a half, and you know what that means. That means that this is basically an even Steven game because the home team generally gets a three point uh, bump, right? So, I, I, I like what the Rams are doing. I'm not sold on Matthew Stafford lately. Daryl Henderson out. Sony Michelle has become their kind of lead bell cow back. Cam Akers could be coming off IR, which maybe gives him a little boost. Oh, he's off IR, but I mean, could be maybe playing in for the yeah. first time this season. Mm-hmm. Um. The back end of Baltimore's defense is absolutely terrible. I, I anticipate Stafford having a pretty big game, which I think he needs to do for a psyche after three interceptions against Minnesota. Um, so I, I'm going Rams here to win. I think they're going to win relatively easily. We still don't know if Lamar's going to play. Harbaugh said that, that he hopes Lamar's going to practice uh, on Wednesday. He's been out since December 12th with that ankle. And uh, as, of course, as you know, I and mean, our listeners I'm sure know, um, the Ravens were relegated to Josh Johnson, a third-string quarterback. Both quarterbacks on the roster last week were signed within the last like ten days. So uh, even if Lamar's back, I think the Rams take this.
1: I'm taking the Rams just because okay. I work for them.
0: I, I I get that, and and you believe in them. Uh, Broncos, oh, no seven, Broncos seven and eight at Chargers eight and seven. Uh, Charges Charges is the this, may the this
1: may be the worst game to predict ever to this try to hard, call. Man. This is the worst one. So whatever one you take, I'm going to take the opposite. Okay. So And they, you know, also, if you're going to take the Colts, give me the Raiders. I'll take the Raiders too. Oh, you're
0: gonna That's a close Raiders? one.
1: Yeah, okay. I'll just switch it because I, I needed two games. So <laughs> give me the Raiders, and then I'll take who the opposite of you this one because this one's a flip a coin. Anyone have a coin? Flip it because that's how you pick this one. Um, The last time they played. The Broncos beat the
0: Chargers. The, the Chargers are just – they're just a baffling team, man. Last week they didn't have Austin Eckler. They didn't have Mike Williams, Joey Bosa. Their center Corey Lindsley was out. They allowed Rex Burkhead to run for almost a buck fifty. They made Davis Mills look like a pro bowler. They sucked against Houston. That being said, I'm, I'm picking them to win at home against the Broncos because I just – I feel like they're a better football team. And, oh, by the way, the Broncos, 158 yards total offense in a game. In a National Football League game against Vegas last week? That's not going to cut it, dude. Give me the Chargers.
1: Yeah, I'll take the Broncos. Okay. (laughs) Just because. I told you, you just flip a coin with that one. All right. You just never know.
0: All right, last one. This is a big one. Cardinals at Cowboys. Cowboys favored by five and a half coming off that huge win. I mean, they just rolled Washington. Would they have 42 in the first half? It was ridiculous. The Cardinals on a three-game losing streak. They want, haven't won a game at home in, in more than two months. The offense looks out of sync. Give me the boys, man. 33-30. I think it's going to be a high-scoring
1: thirty. 33-30? Yeah, what? How? Yeah. When? The Where? Who? All, everybody. Dan, stop it. Did you see the Cowboys defense? You they watched did. that game. Do yeah. you think they're giving up 30 points to the Arizona Cardinals without DeHop?
0: I think Kyle, I think Kyler's just gonna be run he's
1: gonna have to run that he's ain't gonna, gonna work man the they got they got a dude back there they got a dude that they got three guys that can rush the passer and they got a dude back there that's covering cats
0: so you think my total's a little high
1: on the cardinal side I like yeah. the Cowboys but this maybe is make it ugly okay 31, 31 17 or 31 14. 31, the Cowboys 14. right now are you know people always ask what what is the who is the best team in the National Football League? And each week is different. Right. But I but the way that they beat the brakes off of your Washington football team, that tells me that they, they they are playing real, they're confident in what they're doing right now.
0: Talent-wise, they're as good as anybody in the NFC, aren't they? Mm,
1: yeah, yes, when they have their left tackle. They did all this without their left tackle, which is crazy because normally when Tyron Smith is out. They, they don't, don't that do well. Doesn't
0: play well. They do not play. well. They
1: didn't get any pressure from their DNs. The, the football team they didn't get no pressure from Montez sweat this week, but I don't know. I, like I said, I, I just think, I just think the Cowboys they're there's, they're starting to find their groove. They're running the ball. Well, they're throwing the ball. Well, their defense is playing well. they're scoring on defense, they're getting turnovers. They have this little wager with turnover and touchdowns, offense right. and defense. Like that keeps teams in little things like that. They, they, it makes the game fun, right? The game is always fun, but it's a little more incentive to go out there and, like, scratch and claw, and you may get a tip and an overthrow, right? You get a DeMarcus Lawrence who d- bats the ball up and catches it and takes it to It gives you just a little bit more incentive to brag to your teammate. hey, we still got you guys. You see what I'm saying? That, to me, is special. Now, will I, am I saying the Dallas Cowboys will win? I don't know. I don't know if they'll win at all. But I know the Arizona Cardinals are where they're playing, losing to Detroit, getting slapped by the Colts at home, losing to the Rams at home. You got to, you got to stretch here where if you lose this game, you may, you, it, it, it may not be good for you in this situation. I don't know if they know how to climb out of it. I like the Cowboys.
0: Yeah. I like the Cowboys too. I think the Cowboys are uh, dare. I say peaking at the right time. I know that's an overused phrase, but um they look really, really good. And something's going on with the Cardinals that just doesn't smell right. And we've seen it the last couple of years, as you alluded to earlier. MJD, I'm glad you're back, buddy. Thank you for the time. Um, we will uh, talk before next week, as we always do. Um, have a good weekend. And, uh, you and too, a good, good rest of your week, my man.
1: All right. I'll see you later.
0: All right. Talk to you soon,
1: man. All right.